0: introducing the new starbucks pistachio cream cold brew silky pistachio cream cold foam tops our bold smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor make today a good day order ahead on the starbucks app that cold case you're listening to nasty stuff but you know what else is a crime missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run luckily there's drizzly the number one app for alcohol delivery With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D R I Z L Y.com today.
1: Who made that?
2: Oh, that is uh the band New New Girlfriend. You should check them out. They're really great. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. <laughs> I love that. Cool.
2: They are they are friends of the pod and great pop songwriters. And Welcome, friends, family, and wayward music lovers to Tunes & Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes & Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and or mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us I'm your host, Anthony, and you will be happy to know that I am fully recovered from last week's festivities. It seems that I forgot the cardinal rule of falling down a thirst trap, which is to always stay hydrated. But I've learned my lesson, grabbed my bottle of Pedialyte, and am back at the helm, ready to scoop bits of audio goodness into all your hungry ear holes. Please learn from my mistakes responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of guys playing Elden Ring in their mother's basements and asked them to join me on the air, and they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And our guest today is a singer-songwriter whose music can only be described as airless. His candid storytelling, warm melodies, sticky hooks, and natural production could arise from any age of popular music, yet he's become one of the premier artists of the new Roaring Twenties, thanks in part to his 2018 global hit, Let Me Down Slowly. To date, he has amassed over 4 billion streams for his songs, multiple gold and platinum singles, and sold out shows on three continents. Astounding feats, considering he cut his teeth performing and passing out business cards outside of Shawn Mendes concerts. His 2020 album, These Two Windows, picked up acclaim from Billboard, People, Stereo Gum, and more, and he's here today to talk all about his winning follow-up, Uncommentary, which drops this Friday. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Alec Benjamin to the pod.
1: booked a trip to texas thought i'd start again switched out my addresses and ghosted all my friends thought i could escape what i could not transcend found myself back in the same old place again everywhere i go my shadow.
2: hello <laughs> welcome welcome this is awesome of course. Thank you for being here with us. And I hear this is a quick pit stop on your way to performing at Coachella. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm on my way there. I'll be there. I'll
1: be performing at Coachella in about a week now. Yeah, by the time this drops, it'll only be like four days away, right? Yes, it will be. But you know, it's like one of those things where I'm, I'm about to start a tour uh, as well. And like I'm doing like a tour about of markets that I couldn't tour initially in that I was going to tour during the pandemic, but then obviously the pandemic happened, so I couldn't do it. I have a couple of shows before Coachella. I feel like it's one of those things where people ask me like, are you excited? And I am excited, but also it's like, you know, when you have like some break coming up, but you still have finals, you know? You're like, I can't be excited <laughs> until, you know, because we've been rehearsing for the last like month or so. And then the real test is like to get up on stage and do the first couple of shows. And so once we get through those and hopefully we don't have any hiccups and if they go well, then like, you know, I'll be able to be excited like right before Coachella. But right now my focus is on like what's immediately in front of me, which is like the first two shows of that tour.
2: Smart, smart. And I think Ryan, you have tickets to Coachella, right? Weekend one or weekend two? I would... mm.
3: Weekend one. Oh, wow. Hopefully so you he's... weren't excited to see Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> as, long as, you, as long as you don't drop out, Alec, we're fine. No, I'm not dropping out. <laughs> I want to talk all about this
2: more in a bit, but first, it's been a few weeks since we've sat around and caught up. What has everyone been listening to lately? I have this uh, group that I've been following for a while that
0: I really like called the Bacau Rhythm and Steel Band, and they've been doing these kind of... I guess you would say steel drum versions, like instrumental covers of popular like R&B hip-hop songs over the years. Uh, I love what they do. And they just put one out of uh, Matume's Juicy Fruit, which feels really good for the summer, getting into the summer, transitioning into it. So very into that. All steel drum.
2: <laughs> is there such a thing as too much steel drum? I'm afraid, I'm afraid there is.
3: <laughs> it, gives, it, it <laughs>
0: It gives me no pleasure to report that indeed there is. Yeah.
3: You don't want to find out where the line is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go next. Um, so lately I've been pretty obsessed with like AWOL Nation. They came out with this little like three song collection of covers, like old covers. They did Material Girl, Beds Are Burning, and Wind of Change and they, they've got like um, they've got Hanson in there. Um, they've got Rise Against, Portugal the Man, and Incubus like all involved in these covers and it's like it's just a lot of fun. Also... Um, uh, friend of the pod, Anise just released Sun and Moon officially on Spotify, and like, I, I saw that earlier today. I'm so, so stoked! Good. It is so good, and I just saw him perform it. He was he's been here in LA. I just saw him perform at the beach. He played at Santa Monica, and it was like I don't know how many people. There's a lot of people, and he was just sort of chilling out by this uh, lifeguard tower and just rapping all his songs. He did a few of them like over and over again. It was really really great. Um, so shout out to Anise Congratulations on the release. Did you did you go up and say hi to him? Um, I was going to, but I was also on my way down to San Diego, and I had to get going. Plus, like he was mobbed by people as soon as it was done. Like there was a big line, and I was like, you know what? These people probably have never talked to him before, and I've had the privilege of talking to him before. So I'm just gonna let them have it. That's very sweet of you.
2: <laughs> um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, so this is uh, I've been listening to some stuff a little bit outside of my usual purview, but at the same time, not really, and you'll see why in a second. I've been listening to a, a DJ called said Sky. Um, His name is Trevor Christensen. He's an EDM producer, DJ and musician. And um, his, his new album is called sentiment and people who know me won't find the list of features surprising at all. It resembles a 2010s warp tour flyer more than an EDC lineup. So it's got we, the Kings motion city soundtrack, state champs and our good friends, uh, the main uh, among others. Mm-hmm. They and went to the I same just, high school as me. Really, the main? I went to the same high school as them. They're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Small world. Yeah, we talked. Uh, um, yeah, we we talked to them earlier this year. That was a that was a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I love this album so much. It's so, so deeply nostalgic and emotionally dark. But but despite like all these emotive lyrics and themes, it, it incorporates these fun elements of punk rock and indie. And it all feels like pretty sentimental. I mean, obviously, the the album is called Sentiment. Um, but the the mission statement that he put out with this is nobody is ever alone in feeling alone. And you really feel that come through in this album. Favorite track, Go On Then Love, featuring the main. It's already on our YBLT playlist over on Spotify. So check it out. It does what the main does best. It conjures these ethereal memories that may or may not have actually happened, which Pedro and I have wrote about before. Anyway, he's performing at life is beautiful later this summer. And he's one of the big reasons I'm going besides the headliners, a little group of primates from the far North. If you catch my drift. Am I up? (laughs) Yeah, we got to hear
1: up. I started listening to the the new chili peppers album yesterday. Um, So I, uh, my friend asked me what I thought of it. And, I already really like it, but I'm biased because I love everything that they do. But I haven't decided yet where it fits in terms of like, I have their their albums always grow on me. It takes me like a few weeks to, get, and they also put a ton of songs on it. I think there's like 17 songs on there, which is awesome. So I need a, I need more time with it. But um, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and uh, like gossip podcasts on uh, the Will Smith Chris Rock thing. I just can't seem to get enough of it. Every single person that I talk to about it is like, I've had it. I cannot like stop talking to me about it. But I just want to know everything. I want to know all the stuff, all the gossip between Will and Jada. I've been I've been listening to. I've I've been listening to every single podcast I can find. There's that one gossip channel on YouTube called Nikki Swift. I've been listening to all that <laughs> stuff. You know, <laughs> so that's pretty much like occupied a majority of the time that I would have otherwise been, you know, been spending listening to music. So those are two things I've been listening to.
3: Every time I think I'm done with the memes, I see a new one, and I'm right back in. Yeah, you're, you're sucked right back in. Oh my god! Just when you thought you were out. Seriously, Can't pull you back in. literally every
1: night like as i'm going to sleep like i'll turn on like e news and just listen to them talk about the whole will smith thing when i saw i just couldn't (laughs) believe it it was just so it was just so crazy i was like and i'm just fascinated by the entire phenomenon that has evolved around the slap you know so i've been listening to everything yeah what's the latest fact (laughs) i was gonna lie and just like i was thinking of like what album the reason why i was like you guys go first i was like okay what albums can i say i've been (laughs) listening to so i don't have to
0: tell the truth. we had a open mic Eagle on and he goes, well, let me give you my lie answer first. (laughs) And then let me tell you what I'm actually listening to, which was love that. What's the fact we don't, what's a fact that what's the latest fact that you heard that maybe some people don't know. What's the latest scoop?
1: I can, I don't know if I can tell you a a, a fact that people don't know, but one, one observation I had made. um, And one of the things that I was thinking about just as like a, somebody who puts on shows and sells tickets as well is is everybody's talking about how sort of like oh this is great for like you know for chris rock because he's selling so many tickets and stuff but i feel like as as an artist you know if i had put on a tour and even if every show wasn't sold out i would want people to come for the (laughs) right reasons you know um and yeah sure i'm sure it's nice to get like I mean, Chris rock already started pretty successful. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's not like in this right now for the, for getting a check. He probably like really loves, he loves, he loves, um, performing mm-hmm. for people. And I, and I heard him say like, you know, oh, you know, I had a whole bit written before this Will Smith stuff happened. So guys, please like, I uh, I want to talk about it when I'm ready. I can imagine that, you know, it's probably not as much of a blessing for him as everybody thinks it is, you know, it's like, also he got smacked in the face. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> On live TV. Um,
1: yeah. But I just thinking as a performer, like would I rather have a full house or 75% or 50%, but have those 50 or 75% of of people who are in that room there for the reasons that I had initially in, in, intended um so I think that I would rather take that so I don't know I think Mm -hmm. when people are talking about it like yeah sure from like a financial perspective it's probably nice that his ticket prices have gone up but you know for him it's like he's a legend he's been around forever he probably wants to do the set he wanted to do um, without people heckling him. So that sucks. I, I think that's probably not such a blessing for him. So uh, I can't say that, that that that's a fact that people don't know. But maybe I can offer some perspective Um, hmm. as a performer. um, Maybe uh, there's another way to look at that because I don't necessarily think it's such a great thing. But who knows? Maybe he's thrilled. I don't know. <laughs> maybe there's something really expensive he wanted to buy.
0: <laughs> now now he can have five of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we can have
1: now and now instead of being able to buy one he can
0: buy 12
2: okay. <laughs> doubles doubles triples we got triples of the t-bird uh, anyway as a quick reminder everyone every song that we mention on the show goes directly onto the accompanying playlist including all of these gossip Podcasts now <laughs>
4: oh no <laughs>
2: the one song that i like
1: the best so far off the chili peppers album is called white braids and pillow chair uh, which i think is a really cool title and i also just really like the song like when i was first listening to it i just i'm sure there's going to be other songs on on the second and third run throughs of the album that i'm gonna gravitate towards but when i listened to it the first time that was the one that i was like oh this is this is tight
0: hmm. they really do have some of the best titles don't they they do they do i they do and and also, also like yes Mellowship, Slinky, and B Major. I'm, I'm just like,
1: I'm, I'm also like inspired by the way that they have coined their own words. I try to do that on this, on this next album that I'm, that I'm putting out. Like now, obviously, like I'm never, you know, I mean, I, I aspire to be as good as Anthony Kiedis is at coining his own terms and phrases. Um, uh, but I try, I, 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 I threw my hat in the ring on, on this next body of work. So we'll see how it goes. Perfect <laughs> whether or not it works or not but like <laughs> imagine being the guy who came up with californication like that's tight <laughs> that's
3: it's tight. True, like, it's true and
1: that, that's such like a, and that's the thing that people say now like wow like the, he made that
2: that's cool he really is a master at that but you know it's getting late and it's time to kick in the door of the tnt bar and get some drinks alec did you bring something to show our bouncer today yeah let me grab it all right i got some advil yeah <laughs>
1: In case you, you know, in case you get ahead, because we're talking about that, I have an opener which I've used for nothing, and then I have this sheet of paper from my dad.
3: Is it tell- is it telling you to get a new computer?
1: <laughs>
0: Mur. Dur.
1: <laughs> murder <Wait. laughs> yeah that's it that's what
3: I got <laughs> an, uns- an unsettling note from dad <laughs> it's really comforting to me to meet someone else who also sleeps with their bottle opener yeah you know what
1: I don't, I don't even know why this is in here to be honest <laughs> you, oh, you, know, open the you know why
3: that's in there to open the <laughs> uh,
1: when, they, when they told me about this podcast first off I think by the way guys this is, this is awesome like but I actually don't really like I don't really drink that often, you know, so um, and when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. (laughs)
3: That's fair.
1: But 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 I really actually it's not like I'm not like trying to like hide anything like I really didn't. I don't know why I have this in
0: here. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways,
2: you know what? It works. It's a weapon that we can use later. Those are the things that I have. I, I like the energy of this. It's very like, let me show you what's in my pockets right now. Does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready to make a deal? <laughs> uh, we have yet to see an ID that has been turned away from our bouncer yet. Okay, and <laughs> Did I get in? You did. You did. You're in. Alec, welcome to what I like to call the TNT Coachella branded pop-up bar. Um, at least we're manifesting that right now. <laughs> and I think we need some tunes to really bring this place together. Ryan, what are we listening to today?
0: Well, we're going to throw one on in the jukebox called Uncommentary, the forthcoming album from Alec Benjamin, with special attention to The Way You Felt, Older, and Shadow of Mine.
1: The way you felt in my arms, My street was sacred. Oh, I fell for your charm, I was so infatuated. But you left me in the dark and my heart completely vacant. Now I don't know, oh, oh. Is your heart just preconditioned for brevity? I don't mean to accuse you of refusing. One, one
2: reason I love this right now is that uh, we have an exclusive um, early listen on this jukebox. Uh, we feel like very special boys getting to do this a, a few days before it actually drops. But, you know, I like this album a lot. I think it's rich. It's surprising. Um, and in a move that not many artists do, I think you've saved a lot of the best moments for the actual release Uh, It's this deeply personal thing and employs rich yet subdued pop production that doesn't overwhelm the storytelling because, you know, that's really what this is. I feel like it is storytelling. It's this window into your mind with all of the sadness and turmoil, but also like a real sense of playfulness. And listeners, you'll have to trust me on this uh, before you get to listen to it in a few days. Uh, (laughs) You know, like I said, we got our Christmas gifts early, but I need something to drink with this emotionally rich album. Pedro, what is the special on the sandwich board?
3: So what we have today is being called a vacant heart. Um, so listening to the way you felt, uh, I, I really like this song. Um, it it definitely struck a lot of chords with me, especially when you're in sort of something like a new relationship, some, some sort of new romance, and you're finally feeling secure, and then it's just all of a sudden like over, out of the blue, um, which kind of sucks. So I was pulling little things... To uh, sort of come up with this drink, the first thing I pulled was this idea of I was on my way to Kentucky when this all happened. So um, I used some bourbon for that. Um, You're from, you said, Arizona? Yes. So I found this uh, prickly pear liqueur because I wanted to sort of nod to the cactuses, the desert. Um, It's really delicious. Um, So I threw that in here as well. You did a version of this in Mandarin Chinese. I did. Yes, I did. And I thought that was just like, I was like, what? the hell? This is random as hell, but I love it. Um, so, <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. So I wanted to sort of nod to that as well. So I throw in a little oolong tea um, with some lemon juice. And then to the, the gimmick of this whole drink th- to really encapsulate this, this song for me um, is the idea of being sort of contained in this safe place and then it just sort of shattering suddenly um, and everything just sort of going nowhere and being left empty. Um, so what I did was I created these ice spheres that are hollow. Um, there's nothing in them, but there's just this like shell of ice, and the drink gets put into the ice. and to release the drink and get it into the glass, you have to smash it, and then the drink flows into the cup. That's so cool.
2: Um, so where did you learn how to do
3: all that stuff? <laughs> this I've never tried before. I did it today, praying it would work. And it did. <laughs> oh, the ice sphere. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it before, so this was a this was a first try, and it was great. It, that that's really the essential part. That's the part that sort of sums it up for me. And if it didn't work, I was just gonna cry. Uh, <laughs>
1: but it did. I have a question for you. Yeah. One of the things that I've been interested in lately is like, I think what art does in a lot of different ways is it like gives you sort of like a window into sort of how other people's brains work. Mm-hmm. And I'm think I was thinking like I heard this thing. It was like a few months ago or maybe a year ago. I can't remember now with the way with COVID, like time is sort of like, yeah, <laughs> there was a video on on YouTube. It was like, you know, some people don't have like that voice in their head that like talks to them. I'm not crazy. You know what I mean?
3: No, I don't know. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I don't get it because I don't when get I write it. music, I can hear like i hear it before i sing it you know i don't like play it and
1: then decide like i like that and then write it or like write it down so i'm wondering when you make drinks can you taste what it's going to taste like before you actually mix the stuff
3: up yeah it's it's no it's all it's all decided before i put anything in a glass that's kind of (laughs) crazy yeah i i work i work the same way you
1: do Right. So it's the same, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, okay, I kind of know that, like what this tastes like. And this is, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I wish I could though. Cause like, I, I never, I, I really realized like, okay, like this is, this is a serious art. When I went to college and I cooked chicken for the first time and got salmonella, <laughs> I guess you're not supposed to have your chicken a little pink. <laughs> I I wanted my chicken rare. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was like, oh, shit, this is like it's it's hard to have like a real appreciation for not just the art, but but for like what the artist actually has does until you try to do it yourself. And I was like, yeah, this isn't me. (laughs) So anyways, so that's that's
3: a vacant heart. Very cool.
2: Awesome. Uh, Pedro showed me this earlier and he's like, I think we got to retire after this. (laughs)
3: I was like, I think I'm done.
2: Cheers, everyone. Cheers. This, this is absolutely great. Uh, I I tried to because we've just been separated for so long. I've tried my hand at making my own drink. It, it doesn't. It it's it's much more simple. It's just a <laughs> blackberry uh, mezcal smash. It's just mezcal, blackberries, a, a little bit of uh, agave syrup and lime juice and muddled mint, and I floated some some of my favorite topo chico on top of it. And, uh, you know, cheers. Cheers to Pedro doing a much better job than me. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Well, let's, let's get this show on the road. I want to talk about the album. So, you know, I listened to this a lot in the past few days. And one of the themes I really noticed is that it seems very transitional. Um, it, it's a lot about like moving on from one point in your life to the other and a lot of the baggage that comes with it. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about the process of creating it and how that kind of differed from your first album? My second album, if we're considering the first mixtape and album,
1: was like written on the road, and it was written. You know, I had I had never really been able to do music full time, Um, so this was like the first time that I was able to tour and do promo and do all that stuff. go to radio stations and play my songs and what at the same time i was like okay well you know i gotta have a deadline like i have to make another record between now and you know when this tour is done uh so this kind of like the the pandemic kind of like in a weird way gave me the opportunity to make a record in the way that i had made my first body of work which is just like be at home in my living room and write songs um, and then and obviously in a way it was totally unprecedented because it was a pandemic and we had never gone through anything like that before but this album for me is like it is it is a reflective piece and also I feel like a lot of people were thrust it they were we were kind of thrust into um, you know this transitional phase in our lives before we were ready we lost two, two two and a half years you know so um, now that things are just kind of starting to open up we have to kind of deal with a lot of the fallout it's like, it's like I was at home I was watching my parents age in real time and me age in real time it's like i remember when i had announced the tour that i was going on or that i'm going to be going on now um i announced it when i was 25 and be 28 when i do it you know it's like kind of crazy um but i think a lot of the album is also sort of like a i i i agree with you in that like the singles i don't necessarily think are 100% representative of the themes that I explore on the record. Um, The album for me was like a very sort of like a a lot of it is like a social commentary. Um, I was watching the world kind of uh, go do its thing um, after being put in 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 a crazy, unprecedented position. And I was watching, you know, everything unfold from my living room. Um, And so I kind of talked about some of the things that I saw and I tried to approach it in a delicate way that didn't necessarily uh, like my aim is not like or was not to polarize, um, but it was just kind of to ask questions because I feel like you know that's something that maybe people weren't doing a lot of when maybe they should have been.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that you brought up like kind of armchair commentary because you've attached the qualifier "un" to the beginning of it. What about the album and your storytelling here? Warrants the unpart of commentary. It wasn't. I wasn't trying to do the exact same thing, but for me, I attached
1: the un it because I feel like I I explored some subjects and themes that, um, people were maybe like afraid to talk about um and so it's supposed to be like supposed to mean like uncommon commentary so this was my my uncommon commentary it's like a little bit of a play on words um but that's why i i said that and it's also uncommon in in the sense that like you know we all experience a lot of the same things but it's from my own perspective and you know i'm the only one that can write from my perspective so it's uncommon in that sense as well
2: you know you forget that in like these moments that where we're, we're kind of all tied together these really big transitional and immobilizing kind of like global catastrophes that each of our experiences is unique to us even if we're going through it together right yeah and it's it's so crazy because like I'll think about exactly what what you said like we're, we're just sitting at home and watching each other age in real time but my joke is like the last two years don't count like I'm still th- like yeah I'm still like Thirty, whatever i'm not i'm not telling y'all my age listeners i, I, li-
1: I literally that. had the same conversation with someone before i and i said i said that to them in, in 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 different words but i was like yeah you you get a pass on these last two years because <laughs> we do in, in in sort of like a, we can sort of give that to each other but at the same time there are certain things that you can't ignore you know <laughs> like there's some things that are just like
2: it's like yes yeah we get a pass we get a pass they don't count and it's just like this weird moment that we're in right now, like the mask mandates are lifted here in Los Angeles. And I'm just like going to the grocery store or the gym and I'm seeing everyone like without masks, just like doing what they used to do. And I'm like, did the last two years even happen? It's like this weird sort of uh, like limbo moment that where I feel like, am I crazy? Like what what actually happened?
1: I don't know the jury's still out on how i feel about all of it but you know i for the first few months of the pandemic i was like not really compelled to write anything and um i just kind of did what everyone else did like everyone was like you know you get a little bit of a new fresh perspective on life which i think was healthy for a lot of people um obviously i speak from a place of 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 uh of of privilege because I was like in a house and I had my family around me and I was, you know, at least like I was, I was I had food on the table and stuff. So I had the luxury of being able to, you know, not do anything for a little bit, but kind of like with a lot of, along with a lot of people and a lot of my friends, we were going, you know, what do we do? What are we running this rat race for? I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <It> just <laughs> stopped, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not gonna write a song because somebody wants me to write a song, or my my label wants you to write a song, or you know, my managers or whatever. And then like six months after that. I just I sort of like read a lot and 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 sort of, you know, listen to the news and in the same way I I consume all of this Will and Jada content. I, I listen to, <laughs> you know, I listened to every news station just to see what everybody was saying. And um, ultimately, I was compelled to write this record, not because anybody told me to write it, but because I felt like there was stuff that I wanted to say. And uh, I wanted to, when I initially started making it, I didn't make it with the intention of, of, of folding it into an album and then ultimately releasing it. It's just kind of how it happened but i did decide though after i wrote it i was like i'm not putting out a record unless i can tour it because i put out an album um in the middle of the pandemic on the day that all the protests started in la and like understandably like it wasn't my time whatever but like it also sucked (laughs) (laughs) until i have your album out at that time (laughs) you know so um the uh, the timing of the record is intentional in terms of its release but the timing of like sort of like the the writing of it and all of that was sort of just because i felt like it
2: it's so interesting because we think that in like like you know you put it out right before the protests um our good friend uh an uh la artist talker also i talked to joy wave recently they all put out albums like right before like literally days before the lockdown happened and you know it's it's easy to be like, well, you know, it's not my time. It's not important. Like, these big things are important. But that's part of the human experience, at least to me. Like, yeah, like, we can feel a little indignant. Like, this was, we were, in a sense, vi- personally victimized, each of us, by, like, what we wanted to do.
1: Hopefully, ultimately, I'm able to look back on it and be like, you know what? I was able to reflect on it in a way that w- this sort of it's what allowed me to write this piece of you know this next record and so like i can sort of like not be happy that a lot of this stuff happened but i can sort of justify it in my mind but that all depends on how the record performs commercially so (laughs) we'll see (laughs) but yes but but at the same time too like you know the the timing was what it was i think the good news about today is that like you know you're not sort of subject to the whims of like a tower records where they're saying to you like hey you know we we gave you the shelf space but you know we gotta we gotta clear you out because ariana and The weekend and all of them got new records and like it's you know and there you people don't have a place to go and listen to your back catalog so it's like now like the record still lives online ultimately if people are meant to find it i think over time they will find it but you know it also has given me new perspective on sort of just like not not putting so much stock in 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 the immediate release of an album because it has a life after its first week you know so it's like if i think in today's day and age it's like if your album is sort of you know, the first week is the best week, then you kind of have a problem. Um, you mm-hmm. want it to sort of grow over time and 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 germinate and and live in people's sort of conscious and, you know, come in and out. And hopefully it has a life, like I said, after the first week. So yeah, all that to say, it was a shitty time to put out an, a record. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> but I don't feel like a victim. I, I, I feel very, just very fortunate now that I have the opportunity to put out an album and be able to tour it.
2: And it seems like everyone's getting a chance to tour right now. Our biggest hurdle right now in booking talent is that like everyone is on tour right now.
1: yes, if you were if you were lucky enough to make it through the pandemic and still be able to do music as a job, it is awesome that like people can fucking tour now. Excuse my language, I shouldn't be cursing. I'm sorry. Oh, no,
2: where you. You are not the first and you will not be the last.
1: <laughs> OK, but yes, it's awesome. It's very awesome. It is awesome. Everyone's touring and it makes me so happy to see all my friends who were struggling putting up show dates and having their shows sell out and and being able to sell out shows myself. Because one of the one of the things was like, you know, I mean, I try my best to make music. Not that anybody tries to make music that only exists for a short period of time, but I try to make music that will hopefully hopefully you know withstand the test of time but you know uh the pandemic kind of really was like oh we're gonna see you know we'll see we'll (laughs) see if people still give a shit in in two years and i kept having dreams where i would put on like i think i was a little bit relieved because i was touring so much at the end of 2019 so i was like oh i get like a little bit of a rest um but then when that wore off like a week after i had gotten home um i was like I wonder if anyone's gonna ever buy tickets to see me again. I was having dreams where I would put on a show and no one would be there. And then I started to realize like, how lucky was I to do what I did and actually have people on the receiving end of the show that we were putting on? Like, what if I don't have the opportunity? So now I just feel this huge sense of relief that like, there are still people out there that wanna hear my songs. I don't know what question I was answering, but I
2: just felt like talking. That means it's a good conversation when you forget what the question is. <laughs> but, you know, bringing up dreams, can I, can I, guys, can I like go down my psychology rabbit hole for a second? Do I have your permission? It's not, it's, this I mean, is the we, time. Can't,
3: we can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So I, I was listening to Shadow of Mine a lot. And um, have you ever heard of like uh, Carl Jung's idea of like one's shadow? You know what? I'm familiar with Carl Jung, but I, I'm not, like, familiar
1: with any of the literature surrounding, like, his philosophies or his insights, so... Yo, yo, you
0: fuck with Carl Jung? <laughs> <laughs> I'm educated. Coin some great words.
1: <laughs> so, so, so uh, my, I had to... I, I just let you know, like, I know what's up. Like, I'm... <laughs>
2: Well then we'll make it Like we'll make it really quick I mean Listeners know that like this is what I've been This has been my quarantine project Um, But it basically Simply put it's just this like an instinctive Irrational kind of like unknown Dark side of your personality that Exists under the surface And when you do something called shadow Work you try to uncover all of this automatic Thinking down there And it helps you truly know yourself And when I'm thinking of like you know, you're moving on, but your shadow is always following you like it's it's everything like all the complexes that like, you know, you developed as uh, as, you know, in these other periods of your life coming with you. Um, what what was so in writing this song, like what was uh, the thing or things that were following you that you were writing about? I think like one of them
1: like we just talked about was just like my 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 fear that like I'm I don't really add up and that I'm not you know sort of like this whole like like, I don't I wasn't maybe i was not worthy or or also just like having anxieties in general. But but like, I know I had a lot of different things. I think also, too, like one of the one of the ways that I sort of like got high, per se, before the pandemic was like my job. I got to perform in front of people. And there were, for me, you know, growing up, there was no rush that matched that was getting to, you know, how exhilarating is it to like get up in front of people and to bare your soul in front of an audience and have them accept you? It's like, you can't find a drug, at least for me, that replaces that. And then when I was without that, um, you know, obviously you had like TikTok and stuff, but it, it doesn't really, it it there's no substitute for like a real live performance, Um, at least in my opinion. And uh, I tried to, um, I guess one of the dark sides, one of the things for me that I felt like, was something that I I had to learn to come to terms with was like just sort of like being okay with missing, you know, being without some of those things, and then I tried to find like replacements for that. So I was sort of like, you know, I, I never was a big drinker, but there was like a week or two period where I was like, oh, maybe you know, maybe drinking is gonna be like my thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not. Thank God. Um, but uh, you know, that was one thing that I tried to use to escape um, some of like the thoughts and and fears. Um, of, of inadequacy and stuff in my head. And then I tried smoking weed and I was like, this is definitely not it. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how anybody can smoke weed. And like, I know some people can do it and affects everybody differently, but like how like you could smoke weed and then like follow a thought through to completion. It's just like, I already have trouble doing that in general. So weed is just not my shit, but I experimented a lot. Um, and ultimately the song is about realizing that like, you know, you have to come to terms with the parts of yourself that you don't necessarily like. And it doesn't matter where you go sort of like existentially or, or, you know, like mentally or whatever or or even physically like i was like oh maybe i'll move to texas maybe i'll maybe i'll move to seattle like uh, all of the trips and things that i took you know m- you know metaphorically you know the trips like oh <laughs> shit you know all my fucking trips <laughs> or or all of the all of the all of the all of the 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 only word I can think of for for plane flights right now is all the jet setting that I did. (laughs) All all of the cheap flights I got on Southwest to get get out of my region. I ultimately found that the parts of myself that I was trying to escape were with me, regardless of where I went. And um, that's what the song is about. And I, I guess like the song is sort of like, the, the the bridge part for me is like the all right you know we 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 fight a lot but we're stuck together so I kind of have to come to terms with that part of me. There's a Kanye West song um, that I really like. It's called uh, "Everything I Am." or maybe i don't. I think that's what it's called um but but the gist of the song is there's a lyric that goes you know everything i'm not makes me everything i am and i always like say that to myself when i when i realize that there's because there are parts of myself that i do like and so when there are parts of myself that i don't like wh- the way that i come to terms with it is like okay well i couldn't have these things if i didn't have these things um so that's a a long-winded response to your question also can remember
2: if that answers the question or not but uh, <laughs> that is actually classic Jungian dream work, right there, that you'd, or not dream work, <laughs> shadow work. Dream work is something different. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. It's a lot of animated movies. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 this, uh, never mind. I was going to say something that's not, I shouldn't say. <laughs> you can't do that
0: you gotta say it now no.
1: okay i i don't i i the only i swear to god the only reason why i'm aware of like you know the Pornhub intro which is like just drums you know what i'm oh, talking yeah. about i saw that is because of what it's become on social media but when i just did that right. page, i thought of uh this video that i saw on uh on on um on instagram last night of this like eighth grade class they have like a band and the kid does like the the drum thing and all the kids oh, are no. freaking out and the teacher's like running in the front of the room to get him off the drums.
3: He picks he picks a, he picks a moment where it's absolutely silent and he just does it perfectly.
1: It perfectly. Perfectly. Kids <laughs> like, an amazing drummer. It was like, so good. It was oh, so yeah. good. And and I okay, swear I don't know it from Pornhub. I literally know it from I know it from that <laughs> that video. Yeah, sure, bro.
0: Sure, bro. <laughs>
2: I think it's uh, so funny. Like the best part of that, that whole moment is the fact that everyone, literally everyone from the kids to the adults knows what's going on.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that like, means teacher, that they're all familiar. They, they the, all know it. <laughs> the teacher, the teacher really <laughs> fucked
0: up by responding to it. Yeah. By showing Seriously. that you knew what it was. Yeah, because the,
1: yeah. then they all know. Yeah. <laughs> they all know what's up. Mm-hmm. They the teachers. The teachers <laughs> just as familiar with the drum groove as everybody else. You played yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. you played yourself. <laughs> mm. I love how you can either have that or the Curb Your Enthusiasm intro. <laughs> or like outro <laughs> things too. That's-
1: by the way, I think that the the intro that you guys have to this show is 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 really great. Um, which I think is like such a key part of like, you know, it's like that 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 recognition that people get when they hear things cuz like I said like I'm an auditory person, so I immediately heard it and I was like, "Oh, that's that's lit." But yeah, it's crazy how you can make those like little intros or whatever and they're so sticky.
2: Mm-hmm. And in fact, <laughs> Good if you job, need a That's how you know you got a great jingle. I drive by Red Robin, and every time I do, I go, Red Robin, yum. That's. (laughs)
3: God, you must be
2: the worst road trip partner.
1: (laughs) I'm a terrible road trip partner, trust me. Why? I'm annoying.
3: <laughs> but it's you something come up with that songs I've, that for I've accepted about by. myself.
1: I live with it. Well, I'm you know, I ruminate on things a lot, which is one of the reasons why I write songs, like I perseverate. So if I get on one thing, like I just can't stop. So I, like make up a word and I just like say it all the time or I'll tell a joke. Like like I was telling this I was at my friend's wedding. Um the photographer uh was like he said he said he was like, "Hey, so when we're taking pictures of you guys like with the bride and the groom, like make you know, you got to get that phone out of your pocket." And I said to him I was like that's not my phone. You know, it's like, that's not me. <laughs> but then I went, literally, I, I told everybody. I was like, so anyways, the photographer was talking to me, and he said, you know, you got that phone in your pocket. I take it out. I said, that's not my phone. And I said it over and over and over again. And so it, had I been on a road trip with somebody... I would have told that joke for the entire duration of the road trip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Was anybody like, that's not a phone? Go to the doctor, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were like, that's not funny. Go to the doctor.
3: <laughs> you, you're, you're in trouble.
1: <laughs> uh, it wasn't, a, but that's why.
0: Did the photographer approach you later in the bathroom? you know the photographer on me later <laughs> and said to me that he was a huge fan of my
1: music which is awesome actually That's true. that was really really cool um there were people that were like you know because also too like a lot of my friends you know not to throw anyone under the bus but they thought that like me doing this was a pipe dream so then to go back to their wedding and to rub it in their face completely was a mi- no, Just kidding. like to have other people that they didn't expect to be a fan of my music to come up to me and go like I gotta tell you the tr- true true story, okay? And I hope my friend isn't listening to this, but I have one friend I love, it was my one of my closest friends who like didn't didn't necessarily like he did the opposite. This is being nice. He did the opposite of encourage me to pursue my dreams, mm. you know, um, which you know is fine. But I wasn't asking him. He kind of just like told me, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the photographer had came up to me and he was like, "Dude, I didn't know that that you know that you were you know you know I'm not gonna refer to myself in the third person." So, but he was like, "Yo, I, I love your music," and and uh, he did it right in front of him. <laughs> so that was cool. Nice. I'm yeah, sure, not, I'm not sure to they... say you know not not, not, like, not like I don't want to give flip anyone the bird and be like I told you so because at any moment like it could like I said it could it's very fickle. There could be no one that shows up to see me play, um, but just to have that little bit of
3: validation that like i didn't make a huge mistake like that was nice i'm sure they i'm sure they got the message when you showed up with several hit singles and like a wedding dress i thought you were
1: about to say like when i when i I showed up when i showed up with with several ladies on my arms rolled in like yo i know i only had one plus one but all of them wearing white (laughs) nah 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 i mean look to be honest also like even if it didn't ultimately work out for me i wouldn't really care because like I, I wanna I wanted to do what I wanted to do, regardless of what the outcome was gonna be. This is just like what I was compelled to do anyways. So like what they think doesn't really matter to me. But like at least they don't think I'm a loser. That's nice.
3: <laughs> Did you hear that people? Validate yourself yeah i mean that's nice it's you know yeah i mean try
1: to if you i try to all the time i wish i could be the only person that's giving myself validation i'd be set at that point but (laughs) it it was nice i can't i can't lie when when i say that it was
2: really nice to like have be validated in front of other people validate yourself that is such a (laughs) that is such a mood and in fact who's ready for a game of hashtag mood let's fuck it up yeah drew hit that theme song
3: What's your blue?
0: What's your hashtag? What is your boo? What's your hashtag?
2: You know, we're talking about the art of the jingle, and we got a couple of great ones on this show. Uh, that is Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty, who created that fabulous. Hashtag mood jingle. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob and Jesse. Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show. Deflects our playlist building skills. We're going to head over to the Tunes and Tumblr's hotline right now, where Drew will have picked out a message or text message from a fan and or friend of the pod. We're going to listen to that. We're each going to pick a song that matches it and create the ultimate playlist for the mood. Drew, do you have something we can listen to today?
1: My mood is school is stressing me out. Parents don't understand, and your only safe place is to be with friends. <laughs> Love you guys.
2: Ooh, hmm. You know, I feel like that's pretty appropriate for for today. That's a good one, Drew. The
1: I the first song I get is "Stressed
3: Out" by the by the Toyo Pilots. Well, that's oh, a good that's one. a great one. Yeah, I like that song. The first one I get is Me and All My Friends by Walk the Moon. Wait, which album is that? Um, I think that was on I Want, I Want. I don't remember if they released it on. Uh... Oh, like the original EP. God oh, oh, yeah. Oh, of course.
2: All right, Ryan, do you have one to go with this? I mean, boy, it's so tempting just to go with
0: a song by the guy who's in the news and who Alec has been talking about. Sure? Uh, oh, parents, getting jiggy with it? Parent, No, parents just don't understand. Was, oh, that's it, a good one. A <laughs> I don't get jiggy that, with it. Yeah, <laughs> Wild Wild West?
3: Men in black. Uh, the men in black theme.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that's so on the nose, though. I feel like I want to dig deeper on this. Um, hmm,
1: hmm, hmm. Oh, getting jiggy with it?
3: <laughs> I feel like that, that one's a good deep dig.
1: That's the right one. <laughs> that's how
3: you go. That's how you go deep
0: to go jiggy with it. It's it's the Jungian concept of getting jiggy with it.
3: Did you guys see the video of him like at the after party just singing every word of that song on the dance floor with his Oscar? Does Alec <laughs> <From> know? Multiple <laughs> <angles>. Yeah, multiple <laughs> angles. <laughs> I saw it from the angle of the Oscar looking up at him as he was holding it.
2: All right, mm. so the, the one that I keep... Um, the- <laughs> The one that I'm coming back to that I think that this person definitely would not like is um, Friendship by Tenacious D, which is them doing a ridiculous (laughs) little jingle about how friendship is rare. Uh, It's rare to me. Can't you see? It's rare to me. Can't you see? Yeah. Get by with your friends. But also uh, this this really, you know, this this groovy bop by an artist called Rory from like four or five years ago called Friends as well. About meeting a friend in California And just kind of like vibing with them Like I like that one a lot That one's probably more of the vibe But also listen to Tenacious D <laughs> I want to throw on two more Friends of Mine by
0: the Buzzcocks Love that song Popped in my head Love that Drew you might want to take this one out Because it might be messed up But sometimes parents don't, un- don't understand And no one knows that better than Eminem mm. So oh, i Cleaning out my
2: closet Eminem <laughs> Oh, so that's I actually just, really appropriate because you've listed Eminem as like one of your big influences.
1: Have you ever been hated? Your discrimination. <laughs> wow.
2: I also I did listen to your cover of Stan, and it is great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I love I love um like the early the early Eminem music. I mean, it had like a a big impact on me, just like seeing how people could tell stories with poetry. Um obviously there's there's things that he's done that i don't love and things that you know but it's 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 nuanced but i i i I love some of his early early records
2: oh yeah listeners do you have a mood of your own leave us a message by calling or texting the tunes and tumblers hotline at 626 604-6477 tell us about your own shadow work and we'll playlist it no matter how dark it gets or, you know, if you need a song for, uh, for, for helping you get by with a little help from your friends. I'm actually very proud of us for not going with that song. So <laughs> You keep
3: saying it, though, and now it's on the playlist. <laughs> ah, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a great chat, Alec. Thank you so much for coming by. But before we close up the bar for the evening, do you have any lingering thoughts, some plugs, anything our listeners should be aware of? No, I'm just grateful that uh, that I get to
1: put out a record. I hope everyone listens to the album. It's called "On Commentary." Um, I want to say thank you to you, Ryan, Anthony, and Pedro. I appreciate this. This was awesome. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, come see me on tour. Um, it's gonna be great. The tour is gonna be great. Um, A lot of the shows are already sold out, which is awesome. And uh, if there's a show in your area that isn't already sold out, then you should come to it uh, because it's going to be really good. And uh, I hope that people listen to the record um, and listen to the lyrics because I think I'm talking about things that uh, hopefully a lot of people will relate to and um, that I think are important to, uh, to address. So, yeah, those are all the things that I have to say. But you guys are awesome. Thank you so much.
2: And thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Yep,
3: We'll see you at Coachella Thank you very much For being here man Yeah We appreciate
2: you coming on Awesome And thank you all For listening to Tunes and Tumblers Tunes and Tumblers Is an Atwood Magazine podcast And a member of The Pantheon Podcast Network Be sure to follow us On every platform Also please rate And subscribe to us Wherever you get your podcast It helps us out a lot And if you go into The episode description And scroll to the very bottom You'll find a link Where you can Directly support the pod Every dollar goes To keeping the lights on And getting supplies To make these delicious drinks Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Listen to their stuff. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. Listen to their stuff too. And until next time, cheers. 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 cheers.
1: is over one day I'll be buying posters for my kids just like my parents did for me it's never over they'll grow up and soon enough though wish the time would just move slower I'm not ready to get older I'm not ready to get older
4: It's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.